the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. Conversations on Aging. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and on today's program, our goal is to help you solve the Medicare puzzle. And yes, it is a puzzle. Anyone who is 65 or older has probably been through the process and really still may not have quite figured out exactly what needs to happen with Medicare, how it works, how it's charged, and maybe even does the price change as you age? You know, all these questions people have. And is there low income options? This is what we're going to be talking about on the program today. And the guest in the studio is Clarence Brodnax. Now, Clarence is an independent broker. He covers Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky, Missouri, Indiana. But if you're in a state outside of that, you can also call Clarence and he can connect you with the right independent broker in your current state. He's with Midwest Medicare Solutions. He adores seniors, anyone 65 and older. We're calling that a senior now, just for the record. And sometimes they say 55 and older. It all depends on what age you are when you get your free coffee at Taco Bell. But anyway, so we are excited to have Clarence in the studio today. And good morning. How are you, Clarence? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. I got to tell you, it is a confusing topic. And listeners, I have had questions that have been coming in for years on Medicare. And it's a maze. It's a puzzle. It really is. People are overwhelmed by it. Yeah. Um, I've been doing this for about 10 years, and I actually get the same questions every year. It's usually the same questions every year uh, in terms of what people have. A lot of people are confused about what they have versus what they don't have. They get all the ad, the ads or the, the literature in the mail, 
and they just get confused about what their options are. So hopefully we can answer those questions here today. Well, our goal is to help you solve the Medicare puzzle. That's our topic today. So yeah. that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. So Clarence, let's start in the first segment here talking about people who are just turning 65. And then what we'll do in the second segment is talk about people who are already on Medicare, but that they need to know what the annual enrollment period means for them. And then in the third segment, we're going to talk about low-income alternatives, because we do have a lot of listeners that might not be able to afford Medicare. So, okay, so back to our first segment. And currently, we are going to talk about those people. So if you're listening to the program right now, and you are turning 65 this year, or maybe next year... Tell us what we need to know, because I know there's a big old packet that they're going to get in the mail. Yeah. So the first thing you have to understand is you have to decide on whether or not you even need Medicare, because a lot of people are still working. And if you can remain covered on your employer's plan, there's really no need for you to enroll into the Medicare program. Um, A lot of people don't know when you take Medicare, there's a charge associated with Medicare. Um, so if you can get the health insurance through your employer, there's no need for you to pay an additional fee to have Medicare if you can stay on your employer's plan. So that's probably the first thing you need to do. Well, and let me just add to that. Many people think that Medicare is free. They do. They think they've paid into Medicare their entire working lives, and now all of a sudden they get it for free. But guess what? That is not the case. That is not the case. Yeah. So, um, there's two parts to Medicare. You got part A and part B. Part A usually you'll get it no no charge. If you've worked 10 years or more, um, you're going to get that at no charge. Part and B, you were a W-2 employee, And correct? you were a W-2 okay. employee, yep. So if you were pay, you, you had to, the catch is you had to pay into the Social Security system. So you had to have, whether you were having taxes withheld or you were paying them yourself, you had to pay Social Security and the Medicare tax for 10 years to get Part A and no charge. Um, part B is what everybody pays for. So for most people, it's like $164 a month. And that comes out of your social security check. Correct. And the reason this is important, because I've had people that are like, oh, yeah, I get it for free. They don't charge me. I never get a bill. And I say to them, oh, but have you looked at your social security? (laughs) Because social security is going right into your account. And what they don't know is they take it out automatically. Yeah, before you get it. Before you get it. Yep. So what what usually what's deposited into your bank account is net of what they have taken from your social security. Now you right. You said that the average is around one hundred and sixty dollars, mm-hmm. but the, some people can pay more than some that. Some people pay more. It's based on your income. So most people pay about one sixty four, one sixty five, something like that. If your income was if you were a higher earner throughout your career, then your Part B premium can be higher. So I think that's important to know because I don't know that everybody knows that. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So and you may be paying $350 a month for your Medicare coming out of your Social Security check because you made significant amount of money during your yep. 10 years of yep. employment yep. or more. Yep. Okay, so good, 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 good topic there. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And I think people do, our listeners do as well. Now, you mentioned Part A and Part B. Yes. So let's define that for our, our listeners. Yeah. So part A, um, if the if your listeners, if you have your Medicare card, if you grab your card, part A is hospital. So that what that's what covers you in the event of you being confined to a facility. So a hospital, a skilled nursing facility, um, inpatient rehab. That's what allows you to get that coverage in those facilities. Um, part B is medical. So if you think part B, you think outpatient. So any place that you go, get the service, and go home, 
that's what allows you to get covered with the uh, with those services is Part B. So that's important because a lot of people will have Part A only or they'll have Part B only. And they'll run into issues around this time of year because they're seeing all these commercials about people trying to get them to sign up for stuff. And you have to have both Part A and Part B to enroll into an additional, an plan, additional plan, which right? we're, we're going to talk about later. So, yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay, so really quick, Part A is your hospital visit, etc. Is that covered 100%? Um, no, there is a deductible with Part A. So the average, give me one second, I'll look it up here. He is going to tell us what that is. And I did know that there was a deductible for, for Part A. And I think it's important because when you go into the hospital, until you reach your deductible, will you um, get 100% coverage? Yes. So with the Part A deductible, I'm going to tell you right now, Part A hospital deductible. The other thing that's important to understand about Part B while he's looking that up is your PCP, your primary care physician. So any doctors that you visit outside of the hospital, like he mentioned, is considered Part B. Correct. Okay, correct. but go ahead. Yep. So the Part A deductible, so if you go into a hospital on just traditional Medicare, you have a $1,600 uh, deductible for that benefit period. So when you go in, that $1,600 is going to cover the first 60 days in an inpatient hospital. So you're in the hospital for three days, four days, five days, $1,600. That's your deductible on traditional Medicare. And uh, and then the rest will be covered. Correct. Okay. So moving into Part B, how much is covered for your primary care physician and all those doctor's appointments? So Part B has a deductible as well. It's $226. And then after you meet that deductible, Medicare pays 80% for your Part B costs. And then you will be responsible for the remaining 20%. And this is traditional Medicare. That's traditional Medicare, correct. So we're not going to get into all the different plans at this point, yep. but let's go back to the 65-year-old. So you mentioned first you need to decide are you going to work or not work, and can you be covered under your other plan. So now let's say that you're not covered. Mm -hmm. What is the first step that they would do? So the, the next step is you're going to want to decide on are you going to take Social Security or not uh, because at that point in time you want to figure out uh, okay, if I enroll into Medicare, do I want to have my Part B premium automatically deducted from my Social Security check? If you don't take Social Security, then you have to mail that uh, Part B premium in. Every month. Every or every quarter. Every quarter. Every okay. quarter. So that once you do that, then you, you've decided that you can go online to socialsecurity.gov and you can just apply for Medicare. So you can create a, create a Social Security account. You can log in. You can actually view your benefits. You can view your estimated Social Security amount in terms of what the government projects you're going to be receiving once you once you elect to take Social Security, and then you can also apply for Medicare in that same application. And not everybody has to take Social Security at a certain age, which I think nope. is good too. Nope, nope. You can take it um, at your normal retirement age, which for most people is like 66 or something like that. Um, you can delay it, and obviously, if you delay your Social Security, then your benefit will usually be a little bit higher. Um, or you can have some people take it prior to their um, official retirement age, and then their benefit is adjusted accordingly. So it's really, you know, an individual. I don't think decision. you can take it any earlier than sixty-two, though. Can you? Not, not Social Security retirement. Right. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yep. Even though we'd all love to get it now, <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be fun? Right. We're working and we get all the social security. Yeah. So social security, and I think this is an important you know, piece of information, was designed as a short-term fix. 
Yeah. Medicare and Medicaid, I should say, were designed as a short-term fix Mm -hmm. to a long-term problem, Mm -hmm. right? How are we going to care for everyone as they age and they're no longer working and they have limited income? Yeah. So, and it was designed in 1965, believe it or not. Um, Lyndon B. Johnson, I believe, was the president. Yep. Am I taking away your thunder? Sorry. No, no, no. That, that's <laughs> just, that's, a, that's a, tr- a trivia question that I ask like people I'm training, my new agents, who was the first Medicare recipient? And that's the answer, Linda B. Johnson. Exactly. Yep. So I do think for 65-year-olds, you should start thinking about, right, getting on, creating your Social Security account, applying for Medicare, yep. and understanding what Medicare A and Medicare B is. Correct. And that's what we've just explained. Correct. Because it is confusing. I feel like people are overwhelmed. But we're going to move into the next segment and talk more about that. And in addition to it, open enrollment, which is coming up. Great. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones. Let's continue our conversations on aging. And our topic today, as we discussed, is all about helping you solve the Medicare puzzle. And anyone who's on Medicare or going on to Medicare knows that it can be overwhelming and confusing. And that is why Clarence Broadnax is with us today, and he is with Midwest Medicare Solutions, because our goal is to simplify this for you walk you through the process, and help you navigate. So we talked about in our first segment what Medicare A is, what Medicare B is. Basically, Medicare is hospitals. Medicare B is outside providers like your primary care physician. But before we talk about open enrollment, we're going to touch on C and D because we didn't get that done in the first segment. So Medicare Part C and then Part D, Clarence. Yep. yep. Okay, simple solution. (laughs) What is Part C? What's the definition of that? So Part C is a part of Medicare Advantage Plan, and it combines your hospital, your medical, and your prescription drug, which is Part D, into one plan. So you get one ID card from a private insurance company, and that's the card that you show for all your services. So when you go to the doctor, the hospital, get prescriptions, the dentist, you're going to show that one card, and that one card is going to provide all your medical care. That's part C. Part D, like David, is just prescription coverage. So you get an ID card that only covers prescriptions. So that's part D. Okay. And do you have to get part D coverage or can you opt out of part D coverage? Most people have to have some type of prescription drug coverage. So whether you get it through Medicare or you get it through a previous employer, you have to have what's called credible coverage. And credible coverage means that the prescription coverage that you have has to at least be as good as Medicare. If you don't have credible coverage, then you will incur what's called a late enrollment penalty. And basically that's a 1% penalty for every month that you should have had credible coverage, but you did not. And that will be added to your premium once you do decide to pick a drug plan. Okay, true story. So I had a client who did not opt in to Part D, Mm -hmm. okay, when they turned 65 Mm -hmm. because they weren't on any medications. So they thought, well, I don't need any prescriptions, so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do this. I think three years later, I'm going to go with that at least. 
somebody caught the situation and said, oh, well, you have to have prescription coverage. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, what do you mean? Well, you're going to be fined. And she got a bill. And I'm not kidding you Mm -hmm. because she didn't have Part D coverage for three years. But nobody told her you had to have it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people miss that. And it's it's very, it's not communicated very well to Mm -mm. people I've I've seen. Because over my years of doing this, I've seen tons of people with late enrollment penalties. And it's, like I said, it's not communicated very clearly. But once you turn 65, you basically get a six-month window to enroll into credible coverage. So if you get a Part D plan through Medicare or you have a previous employer, if you're able to remain on their plan and they have credible coverage through their um, insurance, then that satisfies that requirement. But yeah, at least you you have to get some type of prescription drug coverage within six months of becoming eligible for Medicare. As you at the very beginning when you first start, very very important. Okay, I hope everybody got that. You got six months (laughs) to get some eligible coverage. Otherwise, later on you're going to get a penalty fee, and that's only for Part D for the for the prescription. Yes. So moving into as I mentioned in the beginning, if you're already on Medicare and you want to make changes to your current plan. There is a time period coming up that is called annual enrollment, correct? Yep, yep. Tell us what that means and what the dates are for that. Yep, so AEP, which is the annual annual enrollment period, um, that is for Medicare Advantage and prescription drug plans. So October 15th through December 7th, you can make as many changes to your coverage as, as you want. The plan, the last plan that you enroll into, that's the one that goes into effect for January. Um, so this is the time of year where you see all the advertisements, all the commercials, um, all the literature, literature in the mail. You're getting a bunch of calls. Uh, this is for most people, their only opportunity to change their Medicare Advantage or their prescription drug plan. So can we talk about what you do versus like a large company that just does one yeah, program? Yeah. Yeah, so what I do is I work with all the different Medicare Advantage plans, usually in, a, in mainly Michigan. And Michigan and Ohio, those are usually my areas. Uh, but I contract with all those different plans. And if you call me or if you refer to me, I can work with you on an individual basis and I can tell you which plans would be best for you. Because not all, just because a plan worked well for your neighbor or your brother doesn't mean it would work well for you. So I can give you a very personalized, individualized recommendation on a plan that would be best for you. And everybody's different. And what I like about an independent broker like Clarence is you have access to all of the different plans. So when they're sitting in their family room watching TV, you're seeing one plan. Correct. And usually if you call that 800 number or whatever it is, they're just going to tell you about that plan only. Mm -hmm. They're not going to say, oh, I can sell you all these different plans and inform you about them. You're you're just hearing one. So I think it's important, and this is why we're doing the program today, because this is a really critical time, especially for people who are on Medicare with open enrollment coming up, you want to make an educated decision. And if you have things that are happening in your life, like you're on an enormous amount of medications and at the end of the year, they're not covered because you fell into what we call the donut hole, that's a problem. That means you need to change something in your plan so that your prescriptions will be covered throughout that period. And that's why this enrollment period is very important. So you can reach our friend Clarence here. I'm going to have you give your phone number, Clarence, for our... Sure, sure. My direct line, uh, 248-864-8301. 
Um, again, that number is 248-864-8301. And Clarence covers Michigan, Ohio, Kentucky, Missouri, and Indiana, but you can still call him if you're in another state and he can get that information for you. I think it's important to look at your options yep. because there are a lot of different plans and it can be confusing and you want to have someone who understands all of them so that your individual scenario is different than somebody else's, right? It's Correct. everybody, we're not all the same person. We're Correct. all different people. Correct. Correct. Okay, talk about the donut hole because I mentioned that briefly. So this is on the Part D plan when you have medications or prescriptions and you are on a lot of them, let's say, or some some maybe that's not covered. How does this work? Yeah, yeah. So to, to simplify it, um, basically the donut hole, um, Medicare gives you a certain dollar amount that they will cover for the year towards your prescriptions. Once you hit that dollar amount, your the cost share changes. So instead of going instead of going to the pharmacy and you're picking up your medication, let's say you had a $30 copay. So if you had a $30 copay from January until June, if you hit that donut hole, meaning that you've hit the cap, the out-of-pocket cost or cap that your Medicare allows for that plan, your cost share shifts from, let's say, $30 to 25% of the cost of the drug. Um, most people, the thing to remember with the donut hole is most people don't hit the donut hole. It actually happens to very few Medicare recipients, but usually if you hit the donut hole, that usually means that you're on multiple medications that are very expensive. Um, the donut hole is not plan specific, so it doesn't matter what plan you have. If if you're on a certain combination of drugs or if you're just on one very expensive drug, you will hit the donut hole. Um, what I do for my clients is we can look at the different medications that you're on and we can have a conversation and say, hey, this medication is X dollars. But if you were on a generic or if you were on, on an alternative, it would be less. And this would either prevent you from hitting the donut hole or keep you out of the donut hole. Let's say if you were hitting it in June, maybe we can get you to like November or December. And you would stay out of the donut hole longer. Um, so that was Meaning a, you wouldn't pay as much. You wouldn't pay as much, correct. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And I, th I think it's important to understand these changes that you can make. So if you, are, if you do have multiple medications and expensive medications, this is the time period between October 15th and December 7th that you can make these changes correct. to, the, to the plan. What other changes can you make during that time? Um, you can change from one Medicare Advantage plan to another one. You can change from one prescription drug plan to another one. Um, a lot of people will enroll into Medicare supplements during that time. Although with Medicare supplements, and I know we'll talk about this later, Medicare supplements, you can sign up at any time frame. You don't have to do it during open enrollment. But mainly for, for AEP or the annual election period, we're mainly looking at Medicare Advantage and prescription drug plan changes. Okay. And I think that's important to understand yeah. for sure, because it's a, it's an, it's a critical time. Yep. Anyone over, anyone on Medicare <laughs> is like, okay, pay attention, pay attention. So in our next segment, we are going to be discussing what you just mentioned. And in addition to that, the low income. Okay. So I think these Medicare um, supplement programs are important to understand a little bit better. So you're listening to Next Steps for Seniors, Voice America, FM 101.5 AM 1400 on the Patriot. And we'll be right back with you after this break to have more conversations on Medicare and on aging. We'll be right back in a moment.
Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones. Let's continue this conversation on aging and our topic of Medicare. There is so much information out there and it can be confusing and you are probably watching commercial after commercial after commercial. You you even stand at the gas station now and you see (laughs) Medicare uh, advertisements. So that tells you there's a huge population of people, right, that they're marketing. And that population is growing because in seven years, we're going to have more seniors age 65 and over than ever before in the history of our country. So you can see that why there's such a market and why you're seeing so many advertisements. But my job is to educate you. My job is to share information so that we're familiar with what all these plans are, what they do, how much they cost, and what's best for you. And that's why Clarence is with me here today. He is with Midwest Medicare Solutions. And I love that he's an independent broker and he can kind of talk a little bit about everything because there is a lot of options out there. Now, we did touch briefly on straight Medicare and what A, B, C, and D are. But what I wanted to do before we go into the low income is I wanted to ask if you could explain, because I think there's like kind of a misnomer out there about what a Medicare Advantage plan is. Because you can either be on straight Medicare or traditional Medicare, it's also called, correct? Yep. Or you can be on a Medicare Advantage plan. Correct. Not both. Not both. Okay. What's Medicare Advantage? Because a lot of things fall under that. Correct. So Medicare Advantage is what you guys are seeing advertised on television and getting in the mail. That Those are private insurance companies. So with the Medicare Advantage plan, you are enrolling into a private insurance company's version of Medicare. When you enroll into that plan, that becomes your primary insurance. So while you still have Medicare, when you go to the doctor or the hospital, your doctors your, your doctors do not bill Medicare. They bill whatever insurance company you signed up for. Your Medicare Advantage Your Medicare plan. Advantage So plan, you have correct. two separate cards. So your straight Medicare is like red, white, and blue, I the believe. The red, white, and blue card, yep. And then you have your Medicare Advantage plan, which is XYZ Insurance Company. And that becomes your primary insurance, and you have to follow the rules and the regulations of that plan. You have to follow their copay structure, which a lot of times is different than what traditional Medicare is. So it doesn't mean it's bad or worse. It just means it's different than what you would have paid on traditional Medicare. And is Medicare Advantage usually more expensive or less expensive than traditional Medicare? Usually Medicare Advantage plans are offered at $0 premium. And the, the, the advantage or the benefit of that is that they include all those benefits that you traditionally would not get through Medicare. So dental, vision, hearing are all things that are not covered by traditional Medicare. Um, a lot of Medicare Advantage plans will include um, a gym membership, some of them will even include silver sneakers. Silver sneakers, yep. <laughs> Everybody silver, loves yep, silver sneakers. Silver sneakers. Uh, even now, so um, a lot of plans are giving out grocery allowances, utility allowances. Really? Yep, those are all included with Medicare Advantage plans. So um, those are some of the benefits that are, you can use to get on an Advantage plan that are, are not with uh, traditional Medicare. Okay, and so the time to change is October 15th to December 7th. December so 7th, yeah. that's why we're getting all these commercials about Medicare Advantage plans because right. they want you to switch during this time to their plan. To their plan. Yep, there you go. And you're familiar with all the different Medicare Advantage plans. Correct. So if someone were to call you and you they, they could say, which one's this one, this one, this one, or this one. And then yep. you can listen to what their needs are yep. because it's different for everyone. And I guess that's what I really want people to pick up from the program today is 
everybody's different. So Every, there's a different yeah. plan depending on, are you on a ton of medications? Are you on no medications? You know, these are, this is information that you need an expert. You need someone who knows what they're talking about. You don't want to try to figure this out by yourself and going online and going to Google is not the answer. <laughs> that, that's I'm just it. being honest. That's it. Yeah. A lot of times with our clients, uh, we, we actually don't even look at the plans first. We'll start with the names of their doctors and the name of their medications. Because some doctors aren't even covered. Correct. True story. I had a client call me in January, missed all the open enrollment. Her doctor, someone talked her into switching onto their plan. She went to her doctor the first day and they're like, oh, we, we don't take mm-hmm. that plan. Yep, yep. So guess who gets the call? Me. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. no, I got the person for you. Yep. So right. And then yep. and then I had to refer them and, and they were able to actually get into a different plan. Yep. So there are little ways that you can change outside of open enrollment. Correct. Share with us how that works. Um, so some of the most, they're called special election periods or special enrollment windows, and they're usually based on life events. So some of the most common are if you move from one area to the next, um, if you just turned 65, you can sign up for a plan in the middle of the year. Um, if you're leaving an employer plan, you can sign up, you know, in the middle of the year. Even if you're not 65, you're yep. saying, right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, let's see what else. These are special enrollment windows. Yep. Um, Medicaid, low income. Um, if your income is below a certain level, um, you can enroll use a year round. If you have Medicaid, you can use the enroll uh, year round. Uh, those are some of the most common um, scenarios that we see. That will allow people to enroll outside of annual at the AEP window. AEP annual yeah. enrollment period. Correct. Yes, yes, we all got those dates like <laughs> drilled into our heads because we see it every day on TV. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's one more plan that I want you to explain. Okay, and it's the Medigap supplement plan. Correct. Correct. Okay, so can you just tell our listeners what exactly that is? Yeah. So I guess the first thing you got to understand is so Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement are completely different. A lot of people use those terms interchangeably and they're not. So a Medicare Advantage plan is when you are enrolling to a private insurance company's version of Medicare. A Medicare Supplement is when you have decided that you would like to stick with traditional Medicare. So you do not want to sign up for a private Medicare plan, you just want to have your red, white, and blue card as your primary insurance, and then you pick up a supplement that will cover whatever the co-pays and deductibles that are not covered through Medicare. Um, so that's the Medicare supplement. Medicare supplements do not include prescription drug coverage, so that's where you would choose to enroll into a Part D plan. Um, and then that Part D plan will cover your prescriptions. So I, I do find this fascinating yep. because the red, white, and blue card, everyone, straight Medicaid, traditional Medicare. I'm sorry, straight Medicare, traditional Medicare. Those yep. are the names for it. Correct. Or you have Medicare Advantage. You have one or the other. Yep. Okay. Now, if you have the traditional, then you can have a Medigap supplement or Medicare supplement, what you yes. call it. Yes, yes. So if you have the traditional, you can have the supplement. And again, that will kind of bridge the gap. Because I've had people that have been like, oh, okay, my, my Medicare doesn't cover this, but I have the supplement. Yep. And it steps in, right? Yep, 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 yep. So that's how that works. The, a lot of people like the Medicare supplements. Uh, they give you a lot of flexibility and freedom. It allows you to travel. Uh, usually Medicare Advantage plans are, they require you to have a network of doctors. So you have to see the doctors that are in network. With the supplement, you can go to any doctor as long as they accept Medicare, which most doctors in the country accept Medicare. Anyone who doesn't is probably not doing too well. I'm just <laughs> exactly, not going to lie. <laughs> exactly. You can travel. You can leave this. You know, you, you don't have to be in a specific area. You can travel. The plan works the exact same way, whether you're in Alaska or Hawaii. 
And then depending on the plan that you choose, there are no copays. So you pay one monthly premium and that covers all your medical expenses generally. Um, and they're very predictable. So a lot of people really enjoy the flexibility and the freedom that the Medicare supplement provides. Is there a deductible, annual deductible too, or no? Um, it depends on the plan that you choose. So plan G, which is probably the most common plan that we see as a one-time deductible, which is your medical deductible of 226. After you pay 226, you're covered for the entire year at 100%. And that's only for medical services. Your hospital services are immediately covered with no deductible. Okay. I think I got it. Okay. And you've done an excellent job. I've got to tell you, Clarence, explaining it because it, there's a lot to yes, it. Yes. And, and people are confused. And all yep. they do is watch the commercials and then they go on to open enrollment and they sign up for something. And half the time, they don't even know what they're exactly. getting. So now they exactly. know. And they also know who to call, which is also important. The The next question, I, the thing I want to move into now before we get into you know what plan is right for you is our low-income programs. Mm -hmm. So what if someone's on Medicaid? So if someone's on Medicaid, they are what's known as dual eligible. Um, and if you're dual eligible, you can actually enroll into what's called a special needs plan. Uh, so with a special needs plan, there is no monthly premium. There are no co-pays. And you usually get a ton of additional benefits that you would not get on a, another traditional Medicare plan. Uh, some of those benefits include grocery allowances, utility allowances, um, in-home support for cooking, cleaning, housekeeping. Um, we have case management services. So those special needs plans are very robust and they're usually a good option for somebody who has you know, Medicaid. Now, if you don't have Medicaid, but you're a little bit above that threshold, yep. but you can't really afford the full Medicare payment every month, mm -hmm. what, what are some options for those? So there are a couple pro programs out there. One is called a low-income subsidy. It's also known as extra help. Um, if your income, I'm just, I'm going to ballpark it. If your income is below $20,000, you can actually get help, help from social security to help you pay for your prescription costs. They'll cap your co-pays at a certain dollar amount, save you a ton of money. Um, the other program you can apply to apply for is something called a Medicare savings program. And that's when your individual state they will pay your Part B premium. We are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to hear more about this low-income program because I think it's critical. You're listening to Next Steps for Seniors, FM 101.5, AM 1400, The Patriot. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. Again, I'm your host, Wendy Jones. And our topic today, walking through the puzzle, the Medicare puzzle. And I love Medicare because now I understand it, right? We have Clarence here with us today. And yes, it can be overwhelming, but I think it's really important to understand what the different plans are, Medicare A, B, C, and D, and understanding that you can be on straight or traditional is another word for it, Medicare, or you can have a Medicare Advantage plan, and that there's also a Medicare supplement plan that can complement your traditional or straight Medicare plan. I did pretty good, didn't I, Clarence? You did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I got this down. You got it. I do. So we were talking in our last segment about the low income options, which I feel are extremely important for our listeners. So can you share how they can take advantage of extra help was one of those. And what was the other one called? So you have the extra help program, and then you also have uh, the Medicare savings program and Medicaid as well. Uh, we left off with the Medicare savings program. So um, your Part B premium, which is the money that comes out of your Social Security check 
for you to have Part B with your Medicare. If your income is below a certain level, uh, your individual state will pay that premium for you. So you can apply for that to see if you can get that money put back into your Social Security check. Okay. And how is there another way to apply? Like, is it on the website if they need extra help? Um, if you go to, um, it is uh, Medicare.gov. They have resources that will take you to links to where you can apply for extra help. Uh, that's probably the easiest way to do it. Okay. If you create, if you do an extra help application with Medicare, it actually automatically creates a Medicaid application and they will forward it to your state. So your state will then follow up with you to determine if you're eligible for additional benefits. And listeners, if you're struggling paying for Medicare every month, I want you to please, this it's worth your time to go on to Medicare.gov and make these calls because you can save some money every single month and you're going to be on Medicare the rest of your life. So you might as well take advantage of this program. If it's here for you, take advantage of it. That's what I say. Yep. And uh, I just looked it up. So for a single person if, and for 2023, if your income is less than $1,843, uh, you're eligible. And for a couple, if your income is less than $2,485, um, it might be worth the Is worth that per month? Apply. Per month. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Because I was like, it better not be per year because that's really low. Okay. Thank you. Yep. So $1,843 for one person, a single person per month, if your income is below that you can take advantage of this yep. program, extra yep. help. Yep. Very good to know. Very good to know. I wanted to ask you too, and I'm, thank you for covering the low income because mm-hmm. I it's near and dear to my heart, as you know. We have a foundation that we're helping middle-income forgotten seniors, and I think it's important that we have programs that we can help everyone. Special um, plans, depending on people. How do people decide what plan to choose? Do you have any quick tips that you can share before we get into our Q&A session yeah, at the end of yeah. the program? So some of the tips I, w- I would say, because there's a gazillion plans out there, and if you try to like make spreadsheets and compare them all, it's, it becomes very com- confusing. The easiest way to do it is to start with your doctors, because most people have no interest in changing their doctors. Um, you start with your doctors, and you figure out what plans do all of your doctors participate with? And then once you figure out the plans that they all participate with, then you can kind of narrow it down and figure out, okay, which plan gives me the most dental, if that's important to you, or which plan gives me the most vision, or which plan has the lowest co-pays, or you know, whatever is important for you, you can narrow it down and, and pick from that list. Um, but a lot, the mistake, the number one mistake that I see people make during this time of year is they sign up for an Advantage plan based on the benefits and they don't check to see is if their doctors are covered or their prescriptions are covered. That can be a problem. That can be a problem. And then January 2nd comes around and Enrollment's over. Yep, right. Enrollment's in over. Yep. yep. Time's up. And <laughs> yep. then you're in trouble. Yep. Okay. So doctors is a big one. What would be another what would be another key factor um, to look at? Medication for sure. Making sure their medication is covered. Not only is it covered, but what copay is it covered at? And does it require any um utilization management, which is a fancy word for saying is the insurance company gonna make you, make you jump through a bunch of hoops to get it? Okay. So, Wonderful. Yep. Well, at the end of each of our podcast programs, we like to have a Q&A section. And I think it's important because there are questions that come in through the office. And you can also, if you'd like to ask a question, hello at nextstepsforseniors.com. Next steps number four, seniors.com. You can put questions there that we can answer each and every week. So please don't hesitate to do that. But I do have 
have um, a question just from my own personal knowledge of people that call in regularly to my office here at Next Steps for Seniors, and that is, how do people find out if their medications are covered? Yeah, so usually, well, not usually, all plans will have what's called a formulary. So if you go online, um, you can go to that individual plan website, look at their formulary. You can either download it or you can just put your medications in directly and it will tell you that if, if the medication is covered, yes or no. It'll also tell you what tier it's at. So if it's a tier one or tier two, that usually indicates the copay or the dollar amount that you'll have to pay to get that medication. And then it will also tell you about the utilization management. So will you have to fight or jump through a bunch of hoops to get this medication? That's all usually listed on the formulary. Okay, good. Good answer. Yep. Next question. Yep. I feel like we're on Jeopardy or something. Okay. <laughs> Next question was, um, every year in September, they get something mailed to them, an ANOC. What yeah, is that? The ANOC, which is stands for Annual Notice of Change. So that is a document that shows you all the changes that your existing plan will be doing for the next year. So okay. so new cope, if your copay level is changing, if it's dropping, if your premium is going up, if it's going down, all those changes will be listed in the uh, annual notice of change. It's usually a huge document that they send out every year. To every single Medicare recipient. Yep. And my last question is, if you don't do anything during the enrollment period, the change period, what happens? Nothing. If you're happy with what you have, you don't need to do anything. I think that's a misconception as well, is that you have to change. If you're happy with what you have, don't let the commercials or the, the print media or the you know people calling you, don't let them sway you. You don't have to do anything. Um, on the flip side, if you're unhappy with what you have, this is your time to, to, to make that change and to get whatever you need. And my last question is, if you do nothing and you stay with the same plan, the only way you can change again is through that special, if you have a special window, correct? The special enrollment So window. the next window, which would pop up, is going to be what's called OEP, and that's the open enrollment period. And that runs from January 1st through March 31st. The only people who can use that are the individuals who have an existing Medicare Advantage plan now. So if you're on original Medicare, that you can't do anything during that period. Got it. And then one more question. Irma, okay. what does Irma stand for? Um, that is the income-related monthly adjustment amount. So that's your late enrollment penalty. That's the... Mm. The, fe- the technical ner- term for it. Yeah, we talked a, about that already. We talked about that, Which yep. is really important to know that that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, and then my tip of the day, and okay. this is from personal experience, and I want everyone to know that there, when you go, let's, let me just back up. As you're, as you're aging, you go every year for your annual physical, mm-hmm. right? You go to your doctor, you go to your PCP, you get your annual physical. Next year comes, you go get your... And this is while you're working, so it's all covered under insurance. Yep. When you turn 65 or when you get on Medicare and you go to the doctor and you're assuming you're going to get an annual physical, like they're going to look in your ears and your nose and your throat and they're going to, you know, have you pee in a cup, all all the normal things, right? Well, guess what? It doesn't always happen that way because Medicare calls it a wellness visit visit. So they, the doctor will sit down and they'll talk to you. They'll ask you questions. How are you feeling? What are you doing? But I want you listeners to think, if you've been to a doctor since you've had Medicare, how many of those physicians have done a full annual physical? Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, it's, um, 
you get that annual wellness exam through Medicare and covered, covered, one hundred percent covered. Yep. Uh, but in order for it to be covered, there's a checklist that the doctor has to go through, and they have to hit all those key points in order for it to be covered at one hundred percent. I've actually ran into a situation with with clients where the scope of that physical got outside what was on that checklist for Medicare. And then what happened? And then they end up getting a bill. They got a bill. They Thank a you. Bill. This yeah. is my tip of the day. Yeah. I yeah. had to let everyone know. So if let's say you say, well, I've had this cough and then they're like, well, let me check your cough. Let me check your, all of a sudden now it's a sick visit. Yep. And that, that code just switched from a yep. Medicare wellness visit to a sick to visit. A sick visit. Yep. And now you're getting a bill for it. And when you get that bill, you're thinking, wait a minute, my Medicare covers my <laughs> annual wellness visit. Yep. Well, guess what? Because it changed while you were in the doctor doctor's office. Now it's not. So that's my tip of the day. I got you. So to comment on that, if you have a Medicare Advantage plan that has a $0 copay for your PCP, regardless of what happens in that visit, if you have that copay of zero, it would always be zero. So it's important to make sure you have that coverage. Thank you for tuning in to today's program, Next Steps for Seniors, Conversation on Aging. Join us each and every week as we embrace and educate you on the next steps. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com